pause. Yes, on pause. So on we're, pause. We're on. We're back on ninety point three WMC. Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair with Sam and Midge and also Joe's here. Hey, welcome Hi. back. For for those who are just tuning in, this is a show where we talk about nerd things, usually the same four things. But right now, we're gonna talk about digital horror. You just missed that we um, talked about Andor for an hour. Yeah, we talked smack it's fine i'll talk about spy x family next week <laughs> yeah oh i realize that i'm re- i record the whole show we normally it's norm- okay don't worry we, we normally don't record the first half of the show but we no usually one. don't i'll just cut it out do you want me to like make it into two episodes yeah make it into two episodes yeah, yeah, it makes it easier for me and also gives me some backlog speaking of backlog um if you're listening to this now on spotify or google play you already know where we are google play sorry google play Google Podcast. Um, so you already know where to find us, but if you are new and you're listening live, um, or if you you know you're gonna switch between the two, um, we are at Fandom Fair. F A N D O M F A R E. Um, that's also our Twitter and our TikTok. And Twitter and our TikTok. You can listen. You can watch a TikTok where I talk smack about the Queen. Yeah. I wasn't there for that episode. No. I, was at, I was at a... I'm you were taking fancy pictures of JCPenney. Yeah, I was taking... We were taking our anniversary pictures. Yeah, me and Jake and Danny. I can't mention that during the episode. And Wait, I, you, you mentioned that? we, we Oh, were, yeah, I was. like I mentioned like three times. <laughs> yeah, we were taking uh, fancy pictures at JCPenney's. Um, uh, yeah, and then also our Instagram, where t- Twitter and Instagram is where you want to go when you f- want to find out when our new episode is up or when we're going live, is fandom underscore fair. I'm going to work on... I'm going to see if maybe I can get just fandom fair because I hate having two handles. Someone it's annoying. Stole. Someone took it before we could, and that's really rude of them, and I don't think they're using it at all. Uh, anywho. Anywho. We're going to talk about digital horror now. Um, Thank you. <laughs> does not even know who I am, but thank you to Sagan Hawks, who is one of my favorite YouTubers. Sagan Hawks, uh, cool. Um, Joe's just stepping out of the- Joe's uh, just stepping out for a un momento so it's gonna be like me and midge like how it was back all those years ago all those just, years it's just a, a show yes um we how it should always be <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh sagan hawks he is a youtuber which i highly recommend if you are into like horror yeah um and especially like kind of like indie horror not really mainstream mm-hmm. i like video games and such and online horror i highly recommend to him uh, he gave me the idea for this episode where we are going to talk about uh, digital horror. And if you have listened to our past episode that we did on analog horror, do I have to sneeze? No, I don't. Yay. Um, I felt it coming and then it didn't. Uh, you do sound a bit stuffy in the It nose. is the allergies. Is it, it is the season of allergies for me and a lot of people. And I don't own Claritin. No. Well, let me go see if I if I have Claritin. I'm okay. I'll live. Okay. It's not a, it's not that bad for him. Just a little stuffy. Anyway, we're gonna talk about digital horror. So if you watched our analog horror episode, then you kind of know what analog horror is. So but if you l- don't, l- let's break it down. So digital media is kind of a subset of analog horror. And yeah. if you don't know what analog horror is, let me explain it for you. Let's go. Analog horror is basically horror that is devised of like VHS tapes and media that, like, the recording of media that cannot really be normally like tampered with so that is where the a lot of the horror comes from is that this is video like videos that are probably not like that cannot be doctored yeah so it would mean like what you are viewing is what is real yeah and that is kind of where the horror uh, is derived from while 
digital horror is kind of the same thing, but you know, you digital doc doctor digital horror. It, it's it's still harder. It's more possible to doctor, but it is still under that subsect of yeah. you cannot really doctor um, this. But it derives a lot. Sagan Hawks talked about in this video uh, in his video. I know we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, here is that digital horror derives itself from uh nostalgia right especially for us zoomers us zoomers who um were kind of there like oh my god i could talk i think i might have talked about this in our uh-huh. death of the youtuber episode maybe where um we were people who were born from like a like 1999 to 2002 yeah i'd say 2002 or 2003 were kind of there to witness the last days of the wild west internet oh for sure before it got corporatized where, you know, YouTube wasn't really bought up by Google yet. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember when it got... And then we had, like, Google Plus or whatever it was called. Google Plus. Um, it's like, so weird. You know, we, we were there... <laughs> like, me and Sean have talked about this, some of the unsavory things that we were we saw on YouTube. Right, and I was just like, I never saw it in my life. Also, I didn't, like, go too deep into YouTube's Yeah, pits. I was really big on YouTube. Uh, this was the days of Flash players. Right, before right. Before right. Adobe Flash got, um, like... <laughs> A lot of uh, platforms stopped hosting Adobe Flash because yeah. it was an older. It's like literally last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was twenty twenty. It is buck wild. Twenty uh, twenty twenty. They stopped. Uh, a lot of things stopped supporting Flash. Yeah, it um, was like the death of Flash. Mm. Yeah, which was like hor like. Sagan Hawks brought up uh, Go Girls games, right? And I was like, <gasps> that was like half of my childhood Dude, was playing Go G-G-G. Girls games on my uh my laptop. Yes, me too. Um. The cooking ones, specifically. I play a lot of the dress-up games. The dress-up games, too. But cooking, I, I was really into those cooking ones. And now, as an adult, I play dress-up games on Pick Crew. Yay! Um, but a lot of... The, and this could also go into lost media, which right. is um, media that has been lost. Right. Um, due to things like Adobe Flash Player not being supported. Or due to it being, like, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Like, essentially just, like, not recorded. I'm just thinking of this one video I watched on, like, the most, like, demented children's show. Mm -hmm. It was in, I'm hoping I can find it, but it was, like, in, um, it was definitely from the Middle East. I'm just gonna look at, like, children's show in my history and hope that pops up. Uh, yeah, the TV show that brainwashed children, it's a, it's a video by Nick Crowley, and it's about Tomorrow's Pioneers, which essentially used, like, a costumed, um, person in a costume suit, and they were, I can't remember what, uh, uh, country it's from, but it's the Middle East, and they were just, like, you know, just essentially influencing children to become, essentially, completely loyal to the government, and, or be like child soldiers essentially mm. um i can't go more into it because it gets dark but yeah nick crowley's uh tomorrow uh, uh video on youtube uh the tv show that brainwash children i recommend it because it's very interesting um so i'm kind of going gonna go into the same thing that sagan hawks talked into which i oh new cold ones episode dropped oh <laughs> let's watch it when we get home <laughs> um hold on i just have to look up the that sagan hawks video because i yes. forgot some of the titles i do too. i know yeah yeah i don't i really want to talk about the roblox one yes the roblox that one. one was my favorite but i i prefer i prefer the minecraft one just because uh minecraft was like my did thing you back in the also day. watch his video that he did on playing old flash horror games i did not know oh so that i'm gonna also that's go- new i didn't I, it like just came out. i did not i i'm gonna go into that one too because Although I did not play a lot of these games, I remember watching PewDiePie play a lot of these games before PewDiePie Let's turned see. out to be a neo-Nazi. I think he has the... Uh, yeah, so there's 
the one you're thinking of brandon works i think brandon works okay i think so or it's gunslinger pro no gunslinger pro is the one with uh, tf2 you're right oh i love the gunslinger pro ones too. that those are also very those good. were really good and then there's old minecraft reuploads which is minecraft one and the june archive tell, uh the june archive was june archive so good um so i also have two other so i want to also talk about a little bit about flash horror too absolutely um two games i want to talk about is i'm scared which is the one i showed you where it was the uh, i'm gonna show you the screenshot i took of the google search and you'll know because i showed you the video recently i'm just thinking um, but i can't think about it, it is this one. Oh yeah it's the one with the white face the white face one and then i want to talk about luna game which is the my little pony horror game i don't remember this to be well, fair i wasn't super like the deepest i ever gone to my little pony like horror-esque is like the dr horrible sing-along blog uh parody on tumblr uh, Where's on. Fluttershy is Dr. Horrible? Um, did you get uh, d- You did not listen to um, Whatchamacallit. Did you? Uh, cupcakes. No, I wasn't really in the Cupcakes, Rainbow Factory type uh, of thing. I read, both, I read both of those. Luna Game, does this look familiar? Not at all, bud. Oh, Luna Game was like... I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. And I absolutely want to like kind of just like... When we get the Minecraft uploads, I want to talk about Herobrine so bad. Oh my... Okay, yeah. So let's actually, let's talk about that first because I feel yes. like... Um, Minecraft is a lot is a big staple yes. of a lot of Gen Z growing up. Oh, for sure. I remember begging my mom to get Minecraft and she wouldn't, and then I eventually got my Xbox and I was just playing creative mode. <laughs> Hold on, I just remember this tweet I saw yesterday. It was like, in 1920, we got the kids out of the mines, but now in 2020, they want to go back in and play Minecraft. They yeah. are back in the mines. Um, <laughs> so Minecraft was definitely a big staple for me. Oh yeah. Um, me I remember too. a lot of my play. I remember watching. I still watch Minecraft videos. Uh, I remember watching Achima Hunter play Minecraft. I remember watching like Tobuscus. I watched Tobuscus. I watched Yarscast. I watched Team Crafted. I watch. I bas- basically watch Hermitcraft right now, and I watch LD Shadow Lady because I was like she was a big part of my childhood, and I just got back into her. I um, I Achima Hunter was a big one for me because obviously I was a big Rooster Teeth fan as a kid. Right. Um, but the, and I, the but, creatures. But also, I what I was into in the same time, I was also into creepy pasta and right. a lot of horror. Right, creepy pasta is very much like the digital. It's just like slender. So, oh let, yeah, we also like talk about slender and actually those real life implications. Yeah. yeah. Of slender. Oh, um, oh boy. Uh, so if you were in the Minecraft scene in the early very early days, very early 2010s, uh, late 2000s, early 2010s, you know about Herobrine, which is basically a creepy pasta where a the skin of Steve would just kind of appear in the background with no pupils. Yes. Um, the whole thing was that it was uh, it was Notch's, Notch's dead br- brother, brother haunting the game. Yes, it's Notch's dead brother haunting the game. He was in the code. I don't know if that was true or not. Or if there was just like for some reason, Herobrine was like the name Herobrine was in the code. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And so the big thing back then was essentially like he was like you know if you were and it would be like you are in a solo world you are in a single player world and then suddenly you see another player and like that's kind of what old minecraft real uploads go off of it's like two friends and they're like playing minecraft together but and then at some point it's like in one of their solo worlds like i think they share a solo world yes they say share a solo world or something oh no, no no i think they might share the same seed or something. Uh, yeah, I think it might be the same seed. It might be the same seed and they're just playing it side by side. That might have been back when we didn't have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was early, early Minecraft. Early Minecraft, like alpha beta days. Yeah, because the... Uh, it was like, like yeah, the textures no, were so weird. The, the whole video um, takes place within uh, the alpha version yes. of uh, Minecraft. And if it doesn't, they got like... They did a texture pack for yeah. the entire thing. I think they did. They probably. I think they took a. Te- I uh, I think Sagan said that they probably took a texture pack. Yeah. Um. Because especially because you would need to make the foot noises. Yes. 
yes and i mean you could obviously add that in but it felt like so well done that i feel like it had to be and then obviously getting pushed off so that one seems my favorite never did i think that i could see someone act out horror in minecraft or rather act out terror right um so playing off the idea of nostalgia is basically when you are in a solo world or you're in a world by yourself with a seed you have these pre-established rule sets in your mind yeah is that people other people are not in that thing no one can come in no one can come in you're expecting certain sounds you know you're just expecting to be by yourself you're expecting like skeleton bone rattling zombie groans spiders chittering creeper so th- there's certain sounds that your mind is already uh, trying to expect um so in this this um also certain sites like you know that you were the only person who can affect this world and how it is composed and the only one who can dig holes in this world yeah and i mean if you're trying to see you know you kind of you look around you expect you know this person but uh you know your other player to have made uh something um like you can look at the other yeah yeah, yeah. but so minecraft re-uploads oh minecraft uploads uh takes this idea and breaks down those rules when you are, it's all first, uh, like just game recorded, so it's all first person. Yeah. Um, of this person playing video game, like uh, you know, playing Minecraft, and then you hear other noise, you hear other foot player footsteps, but they're quicker. You hear building blocks, but they're quicker. You see, you uh, the player finds just holes dug in the ground, and like in it's ca- in like a cave that looks like it could not be natural generation. It's just like a a large like. Like play, like player, um, player made things, but they're not the player who made it because it's a solo world, and the other person couldn't be the one who made it. And you see like an outline of another character, yeah, and then you know being hit down a hole and coming out with one heart. Um, but so I think what I think the best part of well Minecraft reuploads is the fact that they're able to act out the horror, yeah, or rather, like I said, rather the terror with mouse movements yes um what i love minecraft for what it did for like communication and obviously you have chat in minecraft but mm-hmm. also like minecraft players have essentially developed a body language with their ca- player characters like you know that like crouching essentially like i'm friendly or like punching in the air yeah or like when you get scared in minecraft you will reflexively just shake your mouse yeah like, like, it, <laughs> like even just like i i would say even playing like um like you know playing a regular game with like um controller yes sorry i'm forgetting the words um you know like say you're playing like art like resident evil right like you know something scary happens you know you're kind of do that flight uh fight or flight thing and you like jostling your your controller around trying right. to like escape from you know whatever mr or, x <laughs> mr x you're like escape from or if you think about um old and joe's back in the pardon studio. our door slamming because it's it's such a heavy door in here. um we're thinking about like so uh, sorry we're talking about Minecraft. We're talking about, uh, you watched that Sagan Hawks video on. I did. I watched it while I was at work in doggy day camp. Uh, we're talking about uh, old Minecraft re- up, uh, mm. re-uploads. Yeah. Um, think about how, uh, what, like old plays of, um, Amnesia. Right. And like when yeah. people are running, like they're shaking the camera around. Oh yeah. But the fact they're able to do this and like, it's kind of like this pre-established notion in their head and they're able to act that out and make it feel real. And n- there's no spoken words. No. Because, yeah. It's all recorded, just Minecraft noises. Because yeah. they, for cheap scare, they could have done some creepy text in like the text chat, but it's, sure. it's not done. Everything is done through gameplay, and that's why I think it's done so well. Um, God, just the juxtaposition talking about how <laughs> this multi 
like multi-million dollar production <laughs> and or and then we're talking about old minecraft game uploads which is probably just done by like two guys it's done by two guys and it's so and there's no spoken language um it's so well done for uh, like building that tension yeah. because once again playing back on nostalgia you know what like that feeling is and you're experiencing it because oh, the gameplay is through that first person lens oh for sure so you're kind of experiencing that terror as well and I think that's really it, ju- it just takes it's the horror of taking your pre-established notions about a certain game and then breaking them down and bre- well rather breaking those rules yeah and that is what creates the horror within it scary scary do you have any um do you opinions? know I mean I, I really like even though I watched the video I'm more immersed in sort of you know the analog horror Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, scene rather than digital horror. But I do like the di- the way digital horror takes games that are typically not supposed to be scary or games that have almost an archaic feel, even though they're from the digital age. Same as, you know, say, the new Modern Warfare 2 releasing would be. Like, you know, it's the same. Cause you just want to mention COD so bad. Because that, that was, I was watching videos of that while I was away. Like, you know, in the... You were in restroom. the bathroom. In the restroom, yes. Uh, like... You know, it's a game like Minecraft or, or, you know, one of the old Pokemon games. It feels like... <gasps> Lavender Town! Lavender, Lavender Town! Town yeah. We gotta talk about Lavender Town, wait. <laughs> like, it just it feels so much scarier than, say, something like a jump scare in, like, a custom-made Fallout 4 Or, like, in a be. custom, like, you know, like, Minecraft maps uh, when uh, they make yeah. horror. Like, it doesn't feel A lot of good. these both contain cheap jump scares, but, like... That's one thing I don't really like. That's one thing I really like about yeah. Um, old Minecraft levels is it doesn't rely on jump scares. It relies on the pl- it relies on the players on the viewers' knowledge of how to play Minecraft. And like you know yeah. the uh, knowledge of Minecraft like community mm-hmm. sh- stuff, and like like the body language thing I was mentioning before. Yeah. Um. So actually, let's jump. That's actually a great segue to Lavender Town because you sure. just reminded me of that. Um. So, if you don't know what Lavender Town is... So, I, this goes back to just a lot of digital... Like, revisiting digital horror as a genre sure. goes a lot back to creepypastas, which yeah. was a very big thing in the early 2010s. Like, Herobrine is a creepypasta for Minecraft. Herobrine creepypasta. Yep. Um, Lavender Town was a creepypasta, for which Minecraft. then oh, and people... Was that the original red... What, what version? I think it was... Yeah, I think it was Pokemon Probably Red. Probably Red and Blue. I could double yeah. check Yeah, that, what, what, um... Let's see. Like, cause that's the only the only thing I know about Pokemon is Lavender Town, like the whole Lavender Town syndrome thing. Yeah, um, it, it's red and green. Yeah, red and green. Red and green. So okay. I'll just read this from Creepypasta with you. The Lavender Town syndrome, also known as Lavender Town Tone or Lavender Town uh, uh, Unaliving Yourself, was a peak in unaliving yourself and illness of children between the ages of seven and twelve, shortly after the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan back in February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. So like the rumor is that like kids would like. Um, after playing the game, after they got to Lavender Town, they would get illnesses and would unalive themselves because the theme music had extremely high frequencies. And because apparently studies show that only children and young teens could hear it because their ears are more sensitive. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, 200 children uh, unalive themselves and many more developed illnesses and afflictions. So, usually by, I'm not going to just say what they did by, but essentially, like, that is just, like, the creepypasta. Obviously, that's not true. No one actually did that. Yeah. It's, like, the whole, um... I, I think where that, that horror... Porygon thing, too. Where that horror stems from is that is an innocence thing, where Pokemon yeah. is a very innocent game, and yeah. then 
you know, like this, it, the tonal pitches of the music was a little off-putting for that game, like, and the fact that you're exploring a Pokemon cemetery for sure gives it a little bit of a creepy vibe. I'm not gonna go super deep into this. I think it's just important to touch about when talking about digital mm-hmm. horror. Oh, for sure. Um, you gonna say something? Oh yeah, it's also like they also. I like how a lot of these early creepy pastas take a lot of like science from the real world like you know mm-hmm. younger people picking up more sensitive tones and pitches is you know it's a real thing that's why there's certain lrad weapons which are like crowd dispersal weapons that use uh sonic you know like sonic refraction i think it's called mm-hmm. and they only target young people's ears like you know to break up raves or massive part what, what yeah. have you like that's it, it's re like you know it takes a real sort of science and then it adds this fantastical element of the unknown of horror of like what's causing this what about that sound makes this happen to young kids like Mm. that's that's what makes it so like riveting and you you almost want it to be real because it's so interesting but also it's so scary that you don't want it to be real there was this guy i he he used to do this like little mini series called creepy gaming He's a southern guy. I don't think I know. No. Um, I'll, I'll, when we go back, I'll have to show you like his old videos. And I remember like one of like, he did an episode of like, the the first Red Dead game with like the uh, the ghost cemetery. Like and he yeah. basically just did creepy segments on video games right. and not typically like it, and it didn't touch on horror games. It touched on like he touched on a uh, um, Polybius creepy pasta. Right. Um, oh I, yeah, Polybius. I don't want to talk too much into creep pastas. I want to talk about like things that were physical that you could play. So yeah. like Brandon works. I, I want to talk about Brandon works really uh, quickly because the other two games I want to mention sure. were actually it was like those games that took control of your computer, which that's what right. made it scary. Right. Um, we can even touch on Doki Doki if you want. Yeah, Doki Doki is a good digital horror. Um, mm. Brandon works. I think where it succeeds, it's in a lot of its um visual yes aspects so brandon is works is about this um kid question mark yes who um so it takes place in the game roblox which is a very popular game now but it oh, released yeah. in like 2007 or 2009 yeah um i was never a roblox kid i only played roblox i was big bigger into minecraft um i played Ro- i played roblox now with my 10 year old brother because he wants me to. <laughs> um, My summer camp kids were really into Roblox, and I was just like, what? It's so weird. Yeah, a lot of, like, younger kids into Roblox, but Mason's not big into Minecraft. So he still, he still plays Roblox, but he's, um, he, he's now on that, that, cra- he's in the mine, he's on the mine grind. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, buddy. Superiority, anyway. You, like, I love how I will tell you, Midge, things that Mason is doing in the game, and you're explaining to me, I'm like, none of those words are in the Bible. Yeah, you went to the deep dark, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I know all the stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even. I, feel, I haven't gotten there in my own game. I feel old, like, because oh, I'm watching. I'm like, I used to just play creative, and I just used to make like houses. Yeah, me too. I, I just yeah. keep up to date because I'm I'm still watching Minecraft Let's Players. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, so Brendan Works takes place in Roblox, and it's about this um this kid who is revisiting his old friend who stopped um, like his old friend's world who stopped coming play, online. Yeah. And at some point, basically the overarching story seems to be that um brendan who is the the character's world yeah um was abused by his father and they were highly religious they were highly religious perhaps even in a cult in a cult or his father has sundowning syndrome which is a uh, which is a psychological syndrome where um the lack of sunlight causes you to have hallucinations um Mm. it's it's more uh commonly in um older people um they'll typically uh, like have hallucinations or they'll act um very kind of violently mm. um but i kind of like the cult oh take yeah. on it uh like a very uh re- like evangelical religious cult yeah, yeah, yeah um 
which I'm very excited. Like, I want, I hope when it updates more, same thing with uh, old Minecraft uh, yes, yes. uploads that Sagan Hawks does cover it more because I was really interested in it. Um, uh, this one takes less of, it, it's definitely more of like the innocence of Roblox. Yes. Um, like and less of a horror, like there's something in the computer. And that's what I like about this one because it's very real. Yeah. Um, and it has less to do with the actual gameplay and more of the symbolism and using what is in the game to... Because basically Brendan is like recreating his house and kind of taking implications from what is presented to us. And the different versions of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And like t- basically taking what is presented to us visually and interpreting that what is actually happening for this kid who probably doesn't understand what is going on to him. Oh, sure. Um, because there's at one point where the play, like the um, player who's recording it is put into an outhouse for Right, because he touches the remote. Yeah, on and the TV because his the the Brandon's dad is very protective over his television watching, and to the point of yeah. So I'm assuming that Brandon sort of went to and was just like, okay, yeah, I'll be like, it's just like real life where I touch the remote and then dad apparently throws him into an outhouse for, for an hour. hour, like in an in real world hour. Yeah, so it's a lot of it is implication and less so. It is less scary as it is more um, horrifying, saddening. Yeah, knowing that this child is being put through abuse and he thinks it's normal, and then he disappears. And then he disappears from Roblox, which the implication is kind of there, um, because uh, there's also um, Brandon had made figures of his uh, mother and father, and then his mother eventually goes missing. We think that either she's in the bedroom, locked in the bedroom, or she was gone. She's gone. Um, so it's more, it's less scary as it is more, um, saddening. Yeah. And I, I like it be, like, I like it because it's depressing. It's a very, it's, like, I enjoy the visual, the visuals that we get and then, like, interpreting that as, like, a real world scenario. And what's happening. And the fact that this kid may be part of, like, this religious cult. Yeah. Because you have all the light boxes and there's this this emphasis on cleanliness. Yeah, and, like, aren't there crosses around the house, too? Mm -hmm. Something about green. There's, there's cross. Also there's Bible verses, right? Hmm? What? There's also Bible verses, right? Are there? I don't think there. Are. There's um, and then there's a lot of emphasis on, um, his father's guns. Yes. Um, I think more weapons are eventually like, put in the house. So, uh, like, and like there is this window in the in Brandon's room in Roblox that like the dad can like look through and observe him. Yeah, observe uh-huh. him. Like he had um he had an online girlfriend and right. then like he stopped because he's like oh I didn't want to be in that relationship but it's kind of implicated that he probably was forced to stop seeing the girl because of you know his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I I watched the Sagan Hawks analysis that you watched on this mm-hmm. and I had a sort of religious experience reliving a lot of like I was nowhere near as traumatized as this Brendan character is like in the game, but I, you know, endured a lot of very hyper specific, almost occult religious abuse in my childhood and that sort of brought me back to thinking about that and I was like, Wow wow what i experienced wasn't just not normal it was also like really really messed up and like and like i think that's what like a lot like like i said this is not very it's not as scary as it yeah. is very saddening yeah. yeah and i i enjoyed that the story that brendan works is telling and i hope it continues um same thing with my well, like all oh, mine that, that is like a, a supernatural entity oh sure and that is like it, that's scary yeah this is just a a sad tale of a boy who is probably now dead um 
So my favorite one, Gunslinger Pro 2009. That one takes... I love that one. It's so good. I was not big into TF2. Me either. I bought... I followed people who are I in bought the right orange now. box on you did? Xbox 360 so I could play Portal 1. I'm bad at Portal. We have to play co-op. I'll play co-op. Yes. You'll you probably yell at me. No, I won't. Well, I'll be, you'll be like, no, well, no, I just won't yell at me. See if I, but I play, if, if I play Overcooked with my girlfriend, apparently I'm going to get yelled at. I No, you're not going to get yelled at. I'm, I'm just, just going to hate everything. I've always, because I, yeah, go on. Overcooked it was made by the devil itself. <laughs> I just I I've played Portal One and Portal Two so many times. I've just never played co op because I've never I'll, had anyone I'll, play co op. I'll play co op with yes. you. Um, I love Portal. I, uh, I, I bought the ever. orange box. I tried playing TF Two and I'm very bad at it. Yeah. Um, because also I was like twelve and yeah. playing with people who've been playing like TF Two for like ten years. Yeah. Um. Uh. But TF Two uh animation with within a G mod. Yes, so essentially the old way of essentially doing the v, the Gmod animation like is like essentially SFM? putting SFM, the old way of doing it before they like literally were able to have the models and animate them was like putting them on like essentially like wheels and like ordering the models to do what you wanted them to do and that is what Gunslinger Pro 2009 does. But it's taken to a level where the model, the models are alive. I can only describe Gunslinger Pro as like a horrific Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that was what I was thinking about. Yeah. Essentially, he is Sid, and he is just controlling these models in horrific ways, and to the point where, like, right there was the like essentially this one with the sniper. The head. sniper head. Yeah. Um. Like crawl. Like. Yeah. This horrific. Like. I, yeah, like I can only describe this as a horrific Toy Story. Yeah. Um, where these actual characters and models are alive, and this character is torturing them and for to make the videos. Views. Yeah, the views. Um, what I really like about Gunslinger Pro 2009 is just really that, and like just sort of the take on like being the play, the point of view character. Usually, like the point of view character is the villain in the story, which is not very typical because usually like it's like oh the evil computers are like yeah harassing oh do i have to sneeze no yes no what oh i thought i had to sneeze and then it went away oh when i acknowledge it it went away um stop acknowledging it just like live with it i live with it <laughs> um like it's usually like the evil computer yeah. taking over but the fact that it is the point of view character who is the one with the, essentially like the gravity gun like able to like pull out all the tools and manipulate like you watch the point of view like put the character on like essentially the way that you move around a character in um in gmod like a model and it's like using like the worst possible things like that would probably hurt saw blades and like it's just like you could use any wheel and this guy decided to use saw blades yeah like it's it's very saw-esque yes with its uh this guy is jigsaw is the thing about it I, i think what's interesting is that the the perpetrator of the crimes is the player. Yes. And the victims is the computer and not the other way around, which is yeah. a, a lot of horror. Um, it's just a digital horror. A lot of digital horror is like computers are harassing or harming the player and not the other way around. I think that is what a really good twist on the genre is. It's almost kind of like. There is like laughable moments because it's Gmod. Yeah. Um. But like it, the whole thing of like when he made that video where they're all like in the town, yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then, but like, then it goes back to like once again playing on nostalgia. You, it, 
not very seriously, but you're like, oh, when I was making those Gmod videos, like, whoa, like was it, I doing that? It, it, it puts a little bit of like that that scary doubt in like your mind. You yeah. were that guy at some point. You were torturing yeah. these maybe sentient models of TF2 characters. I also just want to add that he's doing this before the days of YouTube ad revenue. So this man's on his Sigma grind set for for the pure like the art artistry of it. He wants to get views and become a YouTube famous. <gasps> he he's in it for the for the art. <laughs> I just like I thought I'm like I'm like you know you get that little doubt placed in your mind like when like you know uh, not this past summer the summer before I was like man maybe Chris Chan is right maybe they got the merge is coming oh my god <laughs> I'm like I'll be safe during the merge I have OCs we have OCs so I We're actually safe. started a little bit of a non betting pool at work about it because the- I introduced a couple of my coworkers to Chris Chan oh my god like we're not betting actual money we're just like. Is the merge going to happen? Yeah, we're like, hey, so who's the closest when it comes to, like, guessing what what's going to happen with the merge? And who, who's the most right? Who's going to be the most right? <laughs> so, wait. So, oh God, I can't believe I'm talking about Christian. Go on. <laughs> Is the merge when you become your character? It's unclear, I and so. I have because like I've spent hours at work after closing, like when when we're done taking care of all the dogs, not like during work. Mm-hmm. I've spent hours poring over the texts. I I feel like Luke Skywalker on Octo, like oh, reading wait, no. through the old texts, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to decipher. It goes both ways. Mm. Like it could be one or the other. I have so many OCs. I don't know which one I would become. Right. <laughs> like, and what happens to all my other OCs? Like, is it just gonna become some horrific amalgamation? I think the accepted oh. theory among Christorians is that, like, you, I can't believe that those words just came out no, of the Bible. Those words are in the Bible. Bible. None. None. <laughs> like, I think the accepted theory is that you become one of your OCs or you, you like, become be- the one you're the most like. Either you become all one of your OCs and the other ones just live beside you, oh, or God, you just meet them all and exist within the same space as all of them and oh. you're still That's yourself. That's horrific. A lot of mine are, like, literally insane. Yeah. Midge is fine. They're all like sweet little children. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet my Viking donut caboose You're hybrid. What? <laughs> Zira. Oh, okay. Anyway, so digital the bar. Sorry, June I didn't mean to talk about Christian. Yeah, sorry. Archive. The June archive, which is something that neither of us ever dipped into. I was. I did not. My mom would not let me get. She was gonna buy me the 3ds, and then she didn't because she had the cataracts thing. I, I only dipped into the 3ds. Like, uh, what is it called? The the thing the thing that the thing is a part the thing Hatna Hatna I only I only dipped into Hat Hatena Hatena a bit like with like the bare minimum like of this like the basic like you know the one of the figure running and it kicks the other figure and he falls over yeah yeah I've watched that, I watched that one so much um so essentially the June archive is about how around the time I guess it's coming out the Hatena was shutting down because obviously no one in Nintendo's mind no one's using DSs anymore. And so Meanwhile, I still have my original DS Lite under my bed. Ah, uh, yeah, my DS. My, I think my DS Lite and my 3DS are somewhere in my house. My mom wouldn't... Like, dude, my mom was going to get me 3DS because she knew how much I love my DS Lite. And then she was the, she for the cataracts thing. And then she's like, I'm not going to get it for you. I was like... The cataracts thing? Uh, apparently, when you had the 3D mode on the 3D on the 3DS... I hated using 3D mode anymore. It was giving kids cataracts. I hated using 3D mode. Yeah, I like... Actually, this does not look right to me. Like, the 3D mode was, like, causing cat- oh. kids uh, to get cataracts. I never had the 3DS. Mm-hmm. I stopped at the three uh, the DSi, but I was a big DSi, user of right. a Hatana program. You like, were, yeah. I just Perfect. kept I kept making like 
the stupidest videos like stick figures fighting and then one punches each other and they explode like it was just the dumbest nonsensical things and the audios were so stupid me and andy would stay up until like nine o'clock which was late when i was 12 and we would just like record our voices and try not to laugh and wake up our grandparents (laughs) so like that was the extent of like i have fond memories of that little application the fact that it's down is makes me feel old so the June Archives, Mitch? Right, the June Archives is about when the Hatena archives are shutting down, so this collective of people are saving all, all of the videos that they can, and they're putting in them in an archive, and getting the help of this cat creature whose name I can't remember. I forgot his name. I forgot his name. But anyway, the cat creature's there, and so you start to see as, like, the the archives of the videos are getting put out that they are getting changed in ways that are not normal, and you see how, um, essentially, like, it is essentially showcasing, essentially, like, an end to the world of Hatena. Like, as in, like, it, it, all of these characters that were put into Hatena animations are real. They live in this world. Their world is being destroyed. And it's just, like, essentially an apocalypse situation where, like, this cat thing is taking all of the energy of Hatena, I think. There's the stars. The stars, which is, like, I, th- I think it's essentially, it was like, a like, rating system. A rating system. And the whole thing that's, like, you know, you get the stars, and it's, like, oh, my and God. And that was powering the city of Hatena? Yes. Like the world of Hatena? Because you see the Kirby, when it's the Kirby one, and, like, he dies, yeah. if I'm remembering it right? Yes. And a star comes out, and then the star goes up into that clock cat thing, right? Yeah. Um, I think, so the horror of a June Archive, once again, goes back to nostalgia, and yeah. they, it is, like... I think one of the lines was, it's like, if if no one remembers you, did you even exist at all? Right. It's essentially like, yeah. um, these creations are being pulled out of, I'm pretty sure like there's definitely an actual like archive of Hatena animations online somewhere, but mm-hmm. like the whole thing with June Archive is like a fictionalized version of that. And it's just like, yeah, so if all of these um, archives of these videos are being first off modified and like doctored and then destroyed what what's going on like there goes the original product yeah and i think the whole plot of june archive like i did kind of like not zone out i just wasn't big into i was a little confused by it Uh, it's basically like question mark are they coming into the real world yeah um but the the horror of it comes as like an existential horror of like it's like if you are not remembered did you exist right yeah it like I think it's a double message because I, I understood it I think a little bit better to, like you know you said you zoned out but like mm-hmm. I I don't want to say that I'm lunch. like yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah I was I was listening to you watching the video <laughs> I was listening to it like I remember this part came on specifically when we were in between day ca- uh, AM camp and PM camp at work mm-hmm. and I I was just sitting there you know preparing the dogs lunches and listening to it and I was like it's kind of like a twofold problem if you weren't remembered. Or if you aren't remembered, do you even exist at all? Because the real world thing of, like, you know, you'll be forgotten in three generations, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But, like, taken to a very, like, you know, your art is going to be forgotten, too. So the message you try to tell is left behind in, you know, in forgotten, like, the forgotten realm of, of, like, the void. And then also, it's like a ship of Theseus thing where it's like the... Thing, the thing you created keeps getting modified and like it's coming to life and is it's, it the bre- same it's changing thing yeah it's no longer the same thing so like what is there to remember and it's like also you know it's uh, god it it did sound kind of sound like a reverse dimensional merge you know the, the whole world <laughs> collapsing and it's like not to bring up Chris Chan again but 
third third time and Chris will appear like Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh but, no. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like that world collapsing for them is all they know. These right. little art pieces that were created by like to them they are not art, they are things that live and exist. They are real little things with sentience. Yeah, and it like I always used to think about like It'd be cool if my art came to life as a kid, and now I'm seeing that in this like this horror medium. I'm like, I don't want my art to suffer. I don't want the these things to live. The only good piece of media where art comes to life is drawn to life, and that's it. I was thinking about Harold and the Purple Crayon. Harold and Purple Crayon too, but drawn to life. Speaking of Harold and the Purple Crayon, I'm just gonna go on like a little tangent about that. Sure. I used to watch the same episode over and over as a kid, is where his goldfish died, and <gasps> I would I would just. <gasps> cry like hysterically my grandma's like why do you keep watching we were watching like the hbo kids like on the hbo mm-hmm. yeah 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 mm-hmm. crash box crash box um and i would just watch the same episode where his goldfish died and i was like <laughs> buddy i was hysterically crying Bud. and my grandma's like why do you keep watching i'm like it's sad oh little sam <laughs> even back then i really that? enjoyed sad things that's why i read angst fix it's true and i write angst um i have some like memories of Harold and the Purple Crown, but they're related to like my troubled home life, so I'm not gonna like divulge yeah. all of it. Do you remember, uh, do you remember uh, like Happily Ever After? Yes, the HBO yes. show where no. it was it was retellings of classic uh, fairy tales. But I it was, remember like, the Beauty and the Beast one very distinctly. Uh, but it was like I I like as a kid I was like I don't I'm like why are there no white people? <laughs> but it was you like, can't see me by my mouth is dropped. <laughs> uh, I was like. Okay, I was like seven. Yeah. So this wasn't Sam being racist, but this was Sam who had no idea that other skin colors existed. <laughs> I did. I had. I had team I, colors. Skin. Oh, I thought skin. you said team colors. I'm uh, like, oh. Yeah. Red yeah. versus blue. Um, <laughs> well, they far. But happily ever was like an ethnic read, like where ethnic yes. retellings of yeah. um of classic stories, like of, of uh classic. The one with all the tales. items in it, they were alive. I can't remember. What I remember it was the called. Cinderella one. Cinderella, but no, I'm thinking of like a different show where all the, the items were alive, and I can't remember. What was the it show I was Spy? No, no, no. I did love I Spy, but if something else, oh god, it's gonna kill. Me. I'm gonna just look up. It's gonna. I'm just gonna look up the HBO, like one of the HBO uh, I, I, I programming, and okay, figure it out. Sorry, because we talk about Crashbox. You know what episode? You know what segment of Crashbox I hated? The skeleton one with the, the math. Skeleton one with the math. I hated it. I hated it because I'm bad at math already. I know. And this ma- this stupid pirate, Miss Captain Bones, would make me feel even stupider because <laughs> the puzzles were genuinely hard. Yeah. I was always really good at that yeah. one. Math person. It didn't make sense because even my grandma had a hard time because I'm like, how did you get this from that? programming. Oh, wait. Oh, I do remember Happily Ever After. My dad wouldn't let me watch it for Coward. politically motivated reasons. <laughs> what? That we're not going to talk about. King family. Okay, here we go. If, uh, the real story of... No, Happily Ever After fairy tales for every child. Um, Oh, the country mouse and the city mouse adventures. Crashbox. Oh, Crashbox. I love Crashbox. I'm thinking of A Little Curious. I, the cra- I love the Crashbox, the detective one. This is what I'm thinking of. You remember that? I vaguely remember. Yes, what about I remember you? that. You remember that? At all? No. This, okay, this this wasn't HBO, but do you remember High Five? Yes, yes. sir. Yes, okay. Jordan. Back to horror. We're not we're talking, about, talking about H- <laughs> we're, we're talking about children's I'm HBO sorry, shows. Now my favorite children's show on HBO is House of the Dragon. <laughs> uh, we gotta watch House of the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Mitch who who I've showed her a collective 
two episodes of Game of Thrones back in sophomore year. I want to watch it just because I think I want to be in on your references. Dang it! I just want to. I'm only there for Rhaenyra and Damon because she says we're like them. Minus the incest. Minus the yeah, incest. Yeah, it's very important to say to, to add that caveat because we're not weirdos. It's sad that you have to add the caveat me, me, that me, it has to exist. I mean, technically, all of human race is incestual. To, to the degree gonna of 50th cousins. I'm going to throw you out of the studio. It's true. To, yes, to the degree of 50th cousins. She is correct. Yeah, so me, we're, okay, anyway, we're all, this we're is horror-esque. Let's get back to the digital that's version. Horror. That's, that's, horror. Horror. that's horror. That's horror? Let's get yeah. back to the digital version. Actually, you want to go on a break and then finish? Yeah, we're going to go on like a very quick break. And we then will break. we're going to come back. Listen sorry messages. for talking about HBO. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for talking about HBO <laughs> children's shows. Uh, we're going to be right back after some quick... Uh, messages and music and we're back mics mics after that quick break hi there Uh, we go there we go now we're back now we're back i didn't hit the buttons hard enough um uh digital horror digital horror let's talk about those games you were mentioning okay so first uh, joe do you remember this horror game uh let me see I don't know what they're talking about. I'm gonna. Just I literally showed you this. I, I know you video. did. I don't remember it. It is the one. No, so I don't. the horror game, which kind of like jump started a lot of like. Uh, like is that the one PewDiePie played with the heart and stuff? It was made by the same person. Oh. No. It is the one where you're walking around the park. You first you're walking around the house, and then you're walking through the parking. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yes, it is that game. Okay, then there, I kind of know what we're talking there about. There was, was a similar game made by the same creator that was like had it was like in a house, um, but this one you're walking through like this, uh, this structure. Yes, the structure. and there are rooms, and then you end up in a, you end up in a parking garage, and you're just kind of uh, this dark parking garage, and this jump started a subsect of horror games where the game would eventually take control of your computer a little bit. Right. And so, it's a game called I'm Scared. And as you're walking... The the, the highlight of the game was that you're walking through this parking garage. Yeah. And there is this white face uh, with uh, just black sockets for eyes and this horrid grin. And it like, the noise... like Very Jeff the Killer-esque. Yeah. And it was just a floating head. And as it got closer to you, it made like a... Right, right, noise. Um... Oh, I actually didn't peek in the mic. Almost hey, slender uh, vibes. Like. Yeah, like I think Killer just pissed in the face. It would make like this like hissing sound, and like as it got closer, and like obviously if it got I, too close, I, you die. You die. Um, but at some point the game Games. would close. Uh, you would get out, and then and it would, like a pop up thing would happen. Right? Yeah, a text note would pop up, and it would be like you know, I, it was some like cheesy text like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. scared or I see you or whatever, and then you would go back in the game, and then eventually the game would just crash and then there would be you could not click out of it for like a couple seconds and it would be the white face with the (laughs) noise and that was the game Um, but that kind of jump started a lot of uh, horror games that would take control of your computer want to talk about the Luna one? yeah because Luna game is very similar in the fact that uh, this is the thing I actually don't know about so Luna game (laughs) was uh, a My Little Pony based game that looked very sweet you play as princess luna oh that's what's called luna game it is a little platforming game and then it gets very dark but i'll say is it kind of to like the is it the fnaf 4 no no it, it's i'm thinking of the sister location mini games where you're playing as the kid getting like the ice creams and going to baby yeah it's kind of like that and like you're you're platforming and there was multiple luna games and they came out like very oh, wow. like they came out like within a couple months of each other 
um, and it grew like this cult following. Grind set. <laughs> um, and I think there was a little bit of a story. I I'll, I could send you the video. There was a video essay. I forgot who did it about Luna Game. Right. Um. I remember playing Luna I mean, Game. I got it to the time because I got all my stuff done, so yeah. I remember playing Luna Game as a child in middle school. And what the the horror was, oh, it's My Little Pony, so it's a little sweet, innocent thing. Right. And at the end, like, I don't know, at the end, you would get, like, a, like a pink amina. Like the pink, oh, right. And then it was, like, all, like, black and red, and, like, her eyes were, like, but all black. But it was with, Luna like, Game. It was, and then it would make like they weren't on brand. It would make a loud noise. You know, classic. And it would, like you know, you couldn't close the you couldn't close the I'm image. I'm just for... thinking of you know the games where you're in the maze and if you touch the walls, yes. you don't scare. Yep, that was uh, one of the Flash games, which uh, Sagan Hawks covered in his um the most recent video we were. Okay, I'll have to watch that when I get the time. Um, and Sagan put it very eloquently in the fact that. It's kind of a very scary revisit because you're waiting. It's the suspense. Like, you know what's going to happen? Yeah, the, the scary thing is the, the suspense when you get to that level. It's like, oh, this is where the jump scare happens. Um, but it's, it's a cheap jump scare. Yeah. Um, same thing with Luna Game. Like, it, and a lot of those games, like, that took, like, oh, the computer took control. It, it would usually no just have, that. like, this text note yeah. that, um, you know... It said some cheesy line like, I see you, or, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to kill you. The best version of that that is incredibly recent is Doki Doki Literature Club, yes, in my do, opinion. Do you Doki Doki Literature Club. I actually, I did. I did play it on my own time on uh, when on my old on my desktop. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I remember um, just, like, I already knew it was going to happen. I had already watched someone play through it. I think I watched, um, I can't remember who I watched. Probably Markiplier or Jacksepticeye. Mm-hmm. But... Or maybe it was, no, no, I think the Game Grumps played it after I played it. Um, haha, I got there first. I watched Game Grumps play it. Yes, I think I, I definitely did watch the Game Grumps play it, but my favorite thing about Doki Doki is that it is, it looks like a dating sim from the outset, and, like, you were playing, obviously, the nameless, faceless main character, and you invite him to the literature club, and then you do the poetry, which I love that, I love that feature, and it's just, like, stuff just starts happening, like, Sayori, first off. And then with Yuri, with Satsuki, right? Uh, Satsuki? Uh, uh, the pink one. Natsuki. Natsuki. N- Natsuki. Um, and then, obviously, Monica. Um, but it's just, like, the fact Monica that... Monica, best girl. Monica, best girl. Obviously, like, just the fact that it is laid out, like, the average, like, d- dating sim. It's just, like, oh, The chokehold that Doki Doki had on people back then, dude. Back in, like, 2017. Well, yeah. 2017. Oh, I was a... Sophomore. We were we were in sophomore, yeah. Yeah. So Joe was a It is literally the year that Yuri and I came out, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for making me feel old. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, like the chokehold that Doki Doki Literature Club and Havana had oh, yeah. on the internet at like, the same time. Oh yeah. So essentially, like the like there are like little pieces of evidence about what exactly is happening. Like the Eye of Markov book that Yuri is reading, mm-hmm. and that is only expanded on later on in Doki Doki Literature Plus Club Plus, which I haven't played, but I watched the Map Hat Theory on, and yeah, to me it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, how these are girls that are, like, characters from another game, and they have been put into this game as, like, an experiment with AI or something. Mm -hmm. And essentially, I guess you play, like, one of the people who are testing the game. Like, kind of, um, uh, kind of a, uh, FNAF AR type sitch. Uh, which I never... Well, Monica is the only sentient AI. Yes, she's the only sentient AI. 
and she's essentially like actually trying to save the girls but obviously i'm assuming her her ai gets too corrupted yeah i think so uh if i'm remembering everything right so essentially like just like the fact that all of the stuff is happening and then monica starts to like corrupt the game on purpose to get you to pay attention to her and it ends with you in the literature club just in that room with like the background being like just space and then you have to go into the game files and delete and you have to delete monica yeah and that's yeah i love that i I think when you restart the game yeah it's like weird it is weird it is just pretty much everyone is there besides monica i think yeah and then I think Sayori and, becomes a little corrupted. Sayori, yes, I believe so. From remembering, it's been a hot minute since I played it. I want to play a literature club plus so bad. I think what was so surprising about this game was once again the unexpected setup. For sure, most people they're like, "Oh, it's a." It's I a, mean, if they didn't have that warning in the beginning of this, ha- but this a lot of people were like, "What do you mean? What do you mean when you talk?" And then Sayori unalives herself. I think. Because I think a lot of people... Because the setup for that game is long. Oh, yeah. So I it think, is a long burn. It's a long con, for sure. I, so I think a lot of people just kind of forgot about that warning because oh, yeah. they're so... Everyone's obsessed with romancing <laughs> Yuri. Yeah. Every, oh, everyone, everyone wanted Yuri wanted, because everyone she was Yuri. a quiet goth girl. Absolutely. Sorry, well, she wasn't... She was just a quiet purple-haired girl who yeah. liked knives. Yeah. Well, she had a knife collection. When you have the Yuri encounter... When you're in her house, she has a knife collection. I forgot about that. Everyone wanted because she also had big, big boobs. She had big boobs, so everyone. Wanted, I was like, I was like, Monica's literally right there. I love Monica. I wish I want a normal version of Doki Doki Literature Club where I can just romance Monica. Is yeah, thing Monica was Monica was always my favorite. Monica's just like kind of the best character in the game. I love Monica. Everyone was so. Focused this is not on, me being corrupted by Monica. This is the truth. <laughs> like everyone was so focused on Yuri because she had big boobs and purple, purple hair, hair and, and like knives and, and books. She, and she was quiet. Sorry, I'm just reading the just, wiki for uh, Doki Doki because I never played. Oh it. my god! Also, like the fact that I liked, like, think one of the scarier aspects right. was that Natsuki was getting abused at home. Yeah, and they never like it was very it much was, a. It was hinted at. Hinted at because thing. she like the cooking, like the cupcake thing. Her 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 whole baking thing was because her dad would like starve her. Yeah, and that's why she was so small too because she was malnourished. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now. My only exposure to it was watching Vosh play half of it on the stream. <laughs> That's it. Can we go Can we one stop episode talk without talking about no. the V-Man? We don't need to talk about Vosh. I haven't this, mentioned him at all. This is not the Vosh show. I know. I haven't every, mentioned him no, at all, every, but that is my every only... Every radio time. show, you managed to bring up the Vosh, V-Man. Yeah, you managed to bring him not. up. Hey, you should drop, I'm going you, to re-listen. Hey, you should drop the... No, keep it in, and then drop it in the Vosh Discord, so Vosh follows my show, and then he tells people to watch it. Yeah, I was going to say, what I, do, like, I will... Once a month. Oh, thank no, you. No, like, like specifically <laughs> drop this clip where we talk about Vosh. I will get the video. I will take the clip for you. On TikTok. On yes, TikTok. Yes, I'll take it for you. I'm, I'm going to tag Vosh, and then you could send it in the Vosh Discord. And yeah. Th- make Vosh listen to my podcast. Hey, Vosh, listen to our podcast. <laughs> hey, Vosh, I actually do enjoy your content. I'm just really tired about my girlfriend talking I've about never you. watched sorry, your content, Vosh. I, I'm so I sorry. I only mentioned you, like, this weekend, like, five times. <laughs> five times. I've never watched a Vosh content. Uh, I assume I, it's fine. I follow Vosh on TikTok, and I watch his... Like, I never watch his streams because I don't have time to, and also I don't follow him on YouTube or uh-huh. Twitch. Uh-huh. Um, I just watch his TikToks, uh, like, of his streams, and they're good. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, that's the true horrors, my the- girlfriend talking about Vosh. <laughs> that is a true digital horror. Yeah. Vosh being cu- brought up in our conversation on our radio show slash podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 
the true horror of the internet is Vosh. <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> <laughs> That's like this is the entire clip you need to send. Sam saying yeah. the true horror of the internet is, is watching Vosh. <laughs> I will I will send that in the Discord. Because like, you, you you talked to Vosh on Discord. I have I have messaged him a You've total of like five times. Spoken to Vosh five times in my life. Has he responded? Three of those five. Yo. She, she posted a meme, uh, a NSFW picture of Caesar and Joseph. <laughs> nice. And it was a uh, like uh, Joseph giving Caesar fellatio. Okay. And uh, she, <laughs> she put it through me manic, and it says, "This could be us, but you don't watch Vosh." Ah. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my magnum opus. Honestly. Oh my God, this is you guys, and you both watch Vosh. No, but. She's casual. I'm a casual. Okay, whatever. I, I only watch Vosh when he comes on my 40 page on TikTok and I watch his clips. But uh, sometimes he's funny, but sometimes he's like, oh, really good political commentary. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, but back. Sorry, back to Doki Doki. I yeah. never, I never played it, so I'm like, I'm only. I have it on my laptop. Oh, you I'll do? My, my version's back on my desktop at home. I have mine on my laptop. <gasps> I'll have to play it. It's a fairly it's easy free. game to just do. Yeah, the original version's free. Plus is for money, though. Yeah, because plus comes with extra content. Yeah, it comes oh. with extra content. It comes like a facade email thing, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. What do you... I don't have Doki Doki literature up. It's free. They don't even charge people they for it. They don't charge people I'm for it. I'm the oldest computer known to man. No, you don't. I got Doki Doki, Doki on day one. one. <laughs> Go to the Steam store, download it, yes. it's free. <laughs> Go to the Steam store, download it, it's free. I, I don't have Doki Doki <laughs> Doki Doki 1, 2, Nor three. Plus. Oh my God. No Plus. I'll tell you about what I just saw on TikTok in a second. Yeah. It's, it's something that I don't want to discuss on the radio because that's due with a former friend of yours, Sam. Oh. Oh. Anywho, um, I think we can I think wrap good. up. I think we can wrap up this yeah. show. Um, thank you for listening to 90.3 WMC Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair with Sam. And Midge. And, and Joe. Hey. Um, if you want you want me to do the, the, the thing? Yeah, do the, do, okay. do the social. So, if you want to find out when we're going live, even though I I put it out very, I thought I scheduled it. I might have accidentally scheduled it for the wrong day. So, if you see something on our Twitter, which is F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E, um, same thing as our TikTok. Yes, yeah, same thing as TikTok. That is saying like saying like we're gonna go live at 12 p.m. It's false if it didn't come from today exactly 10 almost exactly 10 minutes before 12 p.m. today, which is uh the second of October for the people who are listening on the podcast. Uh, and TikTok we just post funny clips. I posted funny clip of me talking smack about the Queen uh, and the, two episodes ago because we couldn't get into the studio last. Most week. of my clips are me screaming about how I love crosshair. Yeah. Um, um and also our Instagram is fandom underscore fair. I'm gonna see. If I, I'm going to actually check today if I can get normal fandom fare. And if you want to this episode yes. or you want to listen to our backlog, uh, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Which fandom is fandom fare. fare. Fandom and fare. Um, that's it. Uh, brush your teeth. Clean your sheets. Uh, take a shower. You're a little stinky. You're stinky, though. Drink some water. You want to say Sean's line? Yeah, and touch some grass. I was I'm talking gonna... to Joe, but yeah. Oh, do, you wanna, do, you wanna... do your line. Whatever you want to do. Uh check in on your friend's mental health yeah eat some food yeah eat some food i need to eat food i need to eat lunch so bad it's uh so thank you for joining us we love you and have a great day Bye -bye. Bye bye bye